This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 253. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, this week on the show, we talk with Walter Easterbrook, who runs the Bowery Collective and is New York brand ambassador for Woodford Reserve. We'll hear all about what the Bowery Collective is all about. And uh, but one thing one thing they do is throw awesome events. And the one I want you to keep in mind for now is Arte Agave, which is on Friday, June 29th, 2018 in Manhattan at the Bowery Hotel. So if you're anywhere near New York, make sure you make Make it in for that event. You can thank me later. This show is also generously sponsored by the Bowery Collective. Walter Easterbrook, uh, who is head of the Bowery Collective, he's a great guy and always wants to do good in this world and help people. He's been running the Beyond the Bar series, which helps bartenders to advance their careers and move on to other opportunities if they wish. We'll hear all about it when we talk to Walter, and uh, we talk to him after the most recent Beyond the Bar edition, which I, uh, I attended. It was held at a great bar and restaurant called Fine and Rare, which is close to the Empire State Building. Tommy Tardy is the owner and operator there. Tommy also has another great spot called the Flatiron Room. He gave a great talk and very honest answers to questions about how to open and operate a bar restaurant. Uh, Walter and I will discuss all this in a minute. Hey, I have something really important to ask of you. Every year at Tales of the Cotsail, there's a big award ceremony called the Spirited Awards. It's like the Oscars of the bar biz. This year, they've added a new category for best video broadcast or podcast. Please, please, please do me a huge favor and nominate Bartender Journey for this category. The more nominations they get, the better. Uh, I, I put everything you need to know about how to do this on, on the Bartender Journey website at bartenderjourney.net slash nominate. I'd really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, let's do a cocktail of the week. It's a delicious drink and a classic cocktail. It's the Brown Derby. This drink was named for the hat-shaped restaurant that used to be in Los Angeles called the Brown Derby. I had this drink first maybe 10 years ago at a cocktail bar in Manhattan, and it, it was a game changer for me. I was just like, I get it now. What I, what I mean is I suddenly understood what a cocktail can be when it's made with really quality ingredients and fresh juice and a little love. The classic recipe is two ounces of bourbon. I'll use Woodford Reserve today. Uh, one ounce of freshly squeezed grapefruit juice. Half an ounce of honey syrup, which just like simple syrup, the ratio is one to one of honey dissolved in hot water. And it's best to measure by weight, not volume. I alter that recipe slightly. Well, we'll shake that up and uh, strain it into a chilled coupe glass. Serve it up. But uh, I'll tell you my little variation on that. I use two ounces of Woodford Reserve bourbon, three quarters ounce of freshly squeezed grapefruit juice, quarter ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice, and a quarter ounce of honey syrup, and then I make another syrup. What I do before I squeeze the uh, grapefruits for the for the um, juice, I take I make an oleosaccharum syrup. So I will peel off the the rind of the grapefruit and make sure you get none of that white pith but you just want the rind only and you can use a Y peeler or a vegetable peeler and uh, put that in a Ziploc bag with some regular white sugar and kind of mix that up and seal the bag removing as much air as you can let that sit for at least an hour at room temperature or even slightly warmer than room temperature if possible and maybe in a in a sunny window or something and uh, add a little warm water to that to dissolve the sugar and strain it out it's so delicious so uh, so yeah I split it a quarter ounce of that syrup and a quarter ounce of the honey syrup quarter ounce of the freshly squeezed lemon juice three quarters ounce freshly squeezed grapefruit juice and two ounces of bourbon for a book of the week while we're talking bourbon let's do Bourbon Curious by Fred Middick the subtitle is A Simple Tasting Guide for the Savvy Drinker. There's some history of bourbon in here and uh, sources of flavor is part two. 
It starts with pre-fermentation, then yeast, distillation, and wood. Part three is tasting. So uh, there's a section on there, how to taste bourbon. I always find stuff like that very useful. And then it splits up uh, a bunch of brand-new bourbons by grain forward, nutmeg forward, caramel forward, cinnamon cinnamon forward, and then select limited editions and special releases. So, uh, yeah, it's a a geeky geeky guide to bourbon, and uh, you'll learn a lot from that book, uh, Bourbon Curious by Fred Middick. We'll have a link to that up on bartenderjourney.net. All right, let's talk to Walter. Well, we're here at Fine and Rare with Walter Easterbrook. Thanks, yeah. thanks for doing this. this was, of course. This was great. It was awesome. uh, beyond, uh, beyond the Bar. Beyond right? the Bar. And uh, tell, tell folks what it was about. Yeah, a little uh, Beyond the Bar. You know, what we're trying to do is I have a lot of conversations with bartenders these days. Um, you know, everyone everyone's looking for a different path. Everyone's looking to create something, open their own bar. Uh, create an experience or, or, you know, it's very entrepreneurial these days in this industry. So I have a lot of conversations um, and people want to know what I did and how I did it or, or, you know, tr- you know, so the whole goal is to really kind of give bartenders a little bit, something a little more meaningful. I know these days there's a lot of access to some educational stuff in the bar world. It's a lot of fun stuff, a lot of swag, a lot of trips. Um, but like I said, the conversations I have with a lot of bartenders is about, you know, creating something meaningful with their lives. So the goal is to get bartenders today in front of like these key people, um, these key people that can kind of, you know, show, tell them their why, uh, give them a little bit of their blueprint, uh, and help people kind of, you know, navigate this crazy industry of ours. Um, you know, there's long hours, there's late nights. So it's like, how do you move to the next step. So the goal is to really give, you know, some bartenders that are interested in this um, just exclusive access, access to to leaders, financial leaders, uh, branding experts, you know, bar owners, things like that. So the goal is to really just, you know, give back um, to the community and, and give something a little more meaningful than just, hey, here's some, here's some more drinks and another party. Um, <laughs> on, on, another on. trucker's hat. Yeah, and here's another T-shirt, guys, which is fine. But uh, yeah, 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 so that's the goal. Well, it was great. So we, yeah, we talked with um, what's Tommy's last name again? Tommy Tardy. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Tardy, who was uh, oh, he has two really successful places here in the city. That's and, correct. Uh, fine, rare is a beautiful, beautiful place. They yeah. live music every night and uh, just a gorgeous place. But, yeah. Uh, and this place has only been open about a year. A little right? over a year. They were yeah. supposed to open like almost a year and a half ago. We tried to do an event here, but as he talked about today, it's just you know you you set a date. And then that day gets moved and moved and moved. Um, and I think they had like, I don't think, even think they had any, um, couldn't even cook for like four months after they opened. So they had like refrigerated stuff. They had like really good seafood cob salads and stuff <laughs> like that. Like the gas wasn't on. So like, oh man, you know, it's the trials and tribulations. It was like he wanted a date and six months open. They had like, um, you know, electric and they had, they had the gas to, to you know, to, to cook. So that's how it is. And so a lot of people, you know, young people coming up, they're like, I want to open a bar and it's going to be fun. And it's going to be easy. And like you hear it from a guy like today that, you know, he's super successful, but at the same time, he had so many problems getting the place opened. Um, you know, so I think it's good to, to so for people to hear that story. They're like, oh, I'm a bad, I'm, you know, I'm a badass mixologist. I can, you know, open a spot. And then you don't realize the other 47,000 things yeah. that go into well, it. So. He said that's about 10% of the job. 10%. He said, who here wants to open their own bar? And, you know, some people are like, hand way yeah. up in the air. Me, I'm just like, uh, I'd me, like me, to, I, but uh, yeah. I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know how my heart, you know, I've worked in this business so long. I, I know how much hard work it is, and, yeah. uh, you know, to have the 
overwhelming responsibility to be responsible for other people's livelihood and oh and that's the thing too man it's like it's that leadership some people just think you open a bar and you just bartend but like you have to you know you you have to be the boss like you have to be the leader you have a whole team of people that you're responsible for like from top to bottom from the dishwasher to the other bartender to your manager um and it's easy when you're behind the bar but like once you get beyond the bar um you know you start realizing that there's more that you have to do and like when someone doesn't show up, that's on you. Yeah. When someone wants a day off, that's on you. And someone doesn't like it's, you know. So there's there's a lot of responsibility that come with it. And I think I think some people just don't see it sometimes, and they get a little overwhelmed. But the people that know it, and the people that embrace it, and that's kind of the 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 scope of education we're trying to do here today was just to say, hey, listen, you know, this thing's not easy. Um, so either get mentally prepared or don't do it. You know, that's kind of the thing. It's like some people just think that I'm bartending, so the next progression is opening your own bar, like. Like, if we can peel back the curtain a little bit and, you know, people might realize, like, I don't want to do that. Maybe that's you not know? for me. Maybe it's not for me. Like, I look back, I don't own a bar, man, and yeah. I wanted to when I was in my 20s, but then I look back now, I'm like, you know, unless I invested in a bar and I'm just collecting money, yes. Like, do I want to be doing that? No. I'm glad I don't have one. Yeah. So it's not for everybody. Yeah. And it's okay. I think that's fine. And that's where people got, in this industry, they've got to find what's theirs. You know what I mean? So, like, what we're trying to do here is just kind of open up, open up a little bit of corridors, let everybody get a peek, you know, and then they can realize that it's not for them. Or if it is for them, <clears throat> let's open another corridor. Let's open another corridor and, like, keep them on a path. I think... I think this industry gets so tough because the hours are so crazy. There's so much booze. There's so much parties. There's so much everything of excess um, that people kind of lose their way a lot. And to me, people in this industry, you know, you didn't get in this industry to just sit and work at a desk or work in a cubicle. You got in this industry because you're creative, you're fun, you're outgoing, you want to take chances. So you I like think people. You <laughs> like people, man, and that's it. So like if you can, you know, let's 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 get you let's get you beyond the bar. Let's yeah. get you beyond the bar doing doing what you love and and whatever the next thing is for you. Yeah. Well, this is a really cool concept. You know, there was just 15 or so of us here. We had a nice lunch and some Woodford Reserve. We have to thank Woodford for uh, sponsoring this. We do have to give Woodford uh, their praise. I I think I told you before, I came up with some of these ideas. We have more events coming up, and we did a big keynote that you were at, like, last month. And, like, you bring some of these projects up, and they're like, well, I don't really understand. And um, But Woodford Reserve has been awesome. They've been really supportive. Um, You know, they're just one of those people that kind of trust the process here and they're kind of letting me do what I, what I got to do. And you know, they're, cool. it's been great. It's been great. Yeah. They're 100% supportive and uh, yeah. So, and it's delicious great. too. It is very good. Man. <laughs> it is very good. We just we said, uh, what were you calling Cinco de Derby or something? Cinco de Derby is what everyone, I didn't call it that, but everyone in the, in the city has been calling it Cinco de Derby over the, the weekend. Cinco de Mayo so. and the Derby were on the same day. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of bars were doing a lot of tequila bourbon parties. So yeah. But it was really cool to ask Tommy, you know, okay, now you have a concept in mind, you're thinking about opening a bar, and you have some people that, you know, say they want to put some money in, what do you do next, you know? Yeah. So that, 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 was, that was really helpful, and I would, you know, he, he probably could have talked about that for four hours, but, you know, it's overwhelming, like, what is, what is the first step, opening a bar, you know? Yeah, it's, and that, well, that's the thing, too. I think that's with anything, though. Everyone's yeah, like, business, really. I want to do this, right? And then you start to do it, or you, and then you, you think about I think what it is more, you think about doing it, and it's overwhelming. Like, it's completely overwhelming. 
there's 47 things that you need to do on your first step. And that's where people can't get past it. You mean like the brain, our brains are designed to keep you safe, keep you warm. Don't do anything crazy. Stay at home. Right. So if you can talk your brain out of it, right. And what you've got to do is just concentrate on one thing, right. Lay those things out and just start knocking them off your list and keep doing. And that's what we're doing here with beyond the bar and what we're calling our deep dives is we're going to keep this program going. I'm going to keep it living, um, keep it on top of your mind because like you, it just, it is overwhelming. You have these ideas and it's, you just see a list of things that you got to do and your brain just shuts down and says, no, 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 let's stay safe. Go back to your job. It's good there. You're going to get a paycheck and maybe some benefits and which is fine. If that's what makes you happy in life, do it. If it's not, then, you know, let, let's talk about something else. You know, like I said, it's just, it's doing one thing, one, one thing at a time and, and doing it and just incrementally doing it. People think, Speed, you know, you got, oh, I got to get, you know, I got to be this, I got to open, the, the, I got to be the best, you know, person ever at X, Y, and Z. Um, and it's not that, it's just having a lot of patience and slowly working towards something. And if you keep doing it every day, if you keep doing it every week, a year, two years, three years, and I know that sounds tough that people are like, oh, three years, I don't want to wait three years. You might have to wait three years, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, well, Tommy said something powerful, I thought. He said, he said um, sometimes making a decision, what do you say? Some making a wrong decision is better than making no decision or something like that. You know, you gotta, 100%. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta 100%. just make, you gotta go. You, you know what back. happens? You know what happens if you don't make a decision? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so weird. I mean, you, you brought that up, but it's, it's like such a simple concept. Yeah. But that's the truth. Yeah. Nothing will happen if you do nothing. Yeah. Well, you did it with the Bowery Collective. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Thank tell you. Us, tell us that story. You started. Yeah. Out. So that's a great story, man. I mean, I, um, uh, you know, I was I was bartending. You know, my background is I was doing dishes at like 14 years old. Bar backed in college. I, um, you know, bartended here in New York. I mean, for about 14, 15 years. <clears throat> you know, got to a point in my mid 30s where I was like, okay, you know, what's next for me? You know, what I mean, like I need to do something. But I was also one of those guys that drank to like 6:30 in the morning, sat around my boys, you know, made fun of the manager. We're gonna open our own place one day. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I'm sure anyone can relate to that. You know, it got to that point where I was like, okay, like something's got to happen here. Something's got to give. And I um, just started to, to, to work with brands a little bit. I just started to have conversations at my bar with like some people that I knew were kind of key people that came in. I was serving drinks to, I'd buy them coffee. Um, and then I would just talk to suppliers, brand ambassadors and everybody. And, you know, and I would just kind of pick their brain and just sit around, have lunch. And instead of going to the big parties and the big group meetings or whatever, I just haven't, I started having more personal conversations and that led me to working with a brand or working with another brand or, you know, but I started just to do things and, you know, I would stand behind a table at a, at a trade show and it was kind of boring for me. And I, I did the cocktail competition thing like once or twice. I was like, I'm never going to be the next Jim Meehan um, or those guys. I mean, I wasn't going to do it. So I was like, why, why, why I got why would I do this? But I, but I kept going and I kept doing other things and I, kept, and I was getting, you know, hired by brands a little bit um, and I'd work more of kind of like the event scene and that was kind of more my thing and I was like, oh man, I could create these experiences um, and we, I just started to do that. I started to work with some brands and, you know, I, I had a buddy that I worked with and we started our own company and it was like terrible. Mm-hmm. 
and we fought and he was not whatever and I was whatever. But I was like, I'm this entrepreneurial guy, you know? So I worked with this other dude and he was nuts and I worked with this other guy that stole money from me and I worked with another promoter friend that still owes me money. Um, for two years, man, I just like ate crap and I was bartending uh, three nights, a w well, four nights a week and then I was having a kid with my, um, with my wife so I picked up another bartending job in the meatpacking. I worked at a nightclub because there's, there's good cash in that. Um, so I was bartending about five days a week, uh, trying to start some personal business. Uh, we had a kid, me and my wife. So it was just a really crazy time. Um, you know, like I said, I just literally ate crap for about two years. But what happened is, <clears throat> you know, I was doing it. I was doing it. I was doing it. I was doing it. I was failing. I was learning. I was failing. I was learning. Um, and it, and it got me, I'd say about, about two years to got me to a point where I was like, okay, I understand what I'm supposed to be doing here. Um, I got rid of any business partner that I was trying to work with. I started my own company called the Bowery Collective, um, which is essentially, you know, we create meaningful experiences for liquor brands. Um, and we started creating some festival style events. We own Arte Agave. We own, uh, an event called Whiskey Washback. There's another event this summer called the Cocktail Crush. We actually do this really cool New Year's Eve event as well. It's a very curated kind of experiential. Um, and then brands will hire us for X, Y, and Z. We've done some product launches. We now have a summer rooftop outdoor series where we work with a bunch of different brands. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's definitely grown. Um, and, you know, we, we kicked this off about five years ago. And again, when I started the Bowery Collective, it took me another two years um, to even start paying myself. So I, I would say the journey was probably four to five years from bartending to where I was like, okay, I'm going to pay myself for what I'm doing because I now have a little bit of money. Um, so a, a couple years after that, I slowly progressed where the business was, was more and I was working, bar, I was bartending less. So about every year, I was like working five shifts, the next year, four shifts, the next, shift, the next year, three shifts, until I got to the point where about a year and a half ago, I was down about one shift anyway. Um, and uh, that's when the folks at Woodford Reserve uh, knocked on my door and said, hey, you know, we know you, we like what you're doing. Um, you want to represent our brand as our ambassador here in New York? So I said, heck yeah, um, let's roll. And, uh, you know, it's been pretty good, been pretty good ever since. So yeah, that's kind of me, that's kind of the background. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like you say, you just got to get out there and do it. And, um, and, you, and you meet people along the way that you, you never know how that relationship's going to affect you in the future or what it's going to lead to, you know? Yeah, I had, um, uh, I had so many conversations. And, you know, my, my wife, extremely supportive. Um, you know, but a lot of times, like, your family, like, one, don't listen to your family. Just do your own thing. <laughs> like, just do your own thing. Because people look at you, they're like, why are you meeting that person? Why did you have that coffee? Well, you're having meetings? And I'm like, yeah, I'm having a meeting with this guy that knows a guy and recommended me to this dude. Like, and it seems nothing when you're doing it, but those conversations lead to another conversation. And that's what helped me so much more is that literally somebody would be like, oh, you should talk to my friend over at XYZ company. And I would, I would like, yeah, connect me. And that would have a conversation. That would have a conversation. And then somebody would say, well, what do you do? And I would describe what I do. And like, oh, we could use you at this, this thing. Um, so I, I tell people, like, get connected as much as you can. Obviously, don't just meet the worst people in the world. Like, but if you, if you know a few people that you trust, 
tell them what you're trying to do. Like be open about it, like get feedback. But what's going to happen is no, if no one knows what you're doing, unless you talk about it, unless you bring it up and what's going to happen is those people are going to start being sympathetic to what you're doing. Um, and if they can help you, they'll help you. Like it's the, it's the strangest thing is like, I was so scared to admit that I wanted to do something more than bartending. But when I started doing it, it was one, it was freeing, but two, I found it on top of my mind all the time. And then when people would come to my bar, I would tell them, I'm like, this is what I do. I started doing all, all other things outside of the bar. And the conversations would be like, oh, well, I know someone at, at an agency if you ever want to talk to them. I'd be like, sure. You know, so it really just, it just helped, you know, and it just, the conversations, the random meetings, the random coffees I had four years ago um, have paid off because it just led me down this journey. Um, like I said, it was on top of my mind all the time. And it just kind of helped and helped and helped. So, um, yeah, I, I recommend I recommend t- taking as many many meetings, many conversations. People, people as possible. want to help you. You know, it, I read so, I, I read something. I can't remember where I read it, but it, it was talking about you know first you learn something and then you do it, and then the most satisfying part is sharing what you know. That's it. You know, dude, it's it was it's the strangest thing. People want to share. I even today you you wanting to have a conversation. I'm like, yeah, man, I want to like. I want to tell everyone yeah. because I've gone from like, I, I was, I was a happy bartender. I was never one of those people that were like miserable. If you came to my bar, I was, here we go. Let's go. You know, nothing ever brought me down. So I was always happy. So like, um, you know, that, that was never an issue for me, but you know, I kind of wanted to just, you know, progress and, uh, and, and do something, do something kind of more. So, you know what I mean? So this is where, this is where we're at. So Arte Agave yeah. is coming up real soon. Yeah. Right? So, and, all right. So, uh, so Arte Agave is something we started, oh my gosh, we, it was about six years ago. We took over a private loft. We did about 150 person kind of event, had about eight to 10 brands. And it was one of my first, I would say successful events, probably about five years ago. A successful meaning like we actually made some money for the first time ever when me doing something and brands found some value in it. But the one thing is like, I wanted to create something with me being behind the bar. There was a lot of conversation about five, six years ago about tequila. You know, people just knew there was some better tequilas than the normal like commercial brands that were on the market. And my conversations I had with, with guests, consumers were what is Reposado? What's an Ajo? What's the difference between an Ajo and Reposado? You know, like, you know, then there was like, what's this thing called mezcal? You know what I mean? So like five years ago, I knew it was getting popular. So I was like, I'll create an event. It's going to be cool. And everyone's going to show up and I'm going to make some money. It's going to be awesome. And we did create it and it was cool. And people did show up. We didn't sell out. I didn't make any profit on my first year at all. Um, and I rented out a really fancy hotel because there's a couple of things like looking back, you know, at it one, it's not, you know, tequila is mezcal. You got agave is really popular right now. Six years ago, it was getting there, but it wasn't there. So consumers weren't really whatever. So we, we couldn't sell out like the tickets, you know what I mean? So it wasn't, it wasn't really, really there, but we created something pretty magical and every brand that was part of it, you know, kind of thanked me afterward and was like, this is really fun. And I thought that was a weird statement from brands. I'm like, it should be fun. It's a party. (laughs) And I forget brands do that every day, all day long. So we knew we had something there. Um, And the one thing is like, you you know, you see a lot of like events with sponsors and they're all like cocktail events. Yeah. And if you're, you know, if you're a company and you're looking for sponsorships, it's real easy if you let in vodka, rum, gin, tequila, whiskey, cordials, 
wine, champagne, beer. If you're just doing tequila, you're just going after tequila brands. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I'm only going one category where all these like cocktail, you know, events were going after, you know, they had access to like possibly 10,000 brands yeah. and I only had a few hundred. Um, so that was tough oh, in the well, beginning too. Yeah, but that's the power of the niche, you know, I mean, cause they, they, yeah, they want to, they want to be there. Well, that's, their, that's, and that's yeah. the thing, man. So that, that took a while too, where I was like, ah, I just send I'll just, you know, email some, some tequila brands and they'll all show up. Right. And nope. Um, they don't have as much money as, as whiskey brands. Um, so I found that out right away. Um, but the one thing that they do have is, is if anything in the agave, the Latino culture, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of color, a lot of flavor, a lot of spice, man. So like it was, it was fun. So we, we started it. We're now, in, we're now in our fifth, we're now in our fifth year and, uh, it's coming up June 29th. Um, we're at the Bowery hotel from seven thirty to 11 and it's literally just a fun, um, celebration of Latino culture. We're going to have some music. We have art. Um, we'll do some live art. I think we're going to have some live tech art where people are making things on iPads. People are painting art. There's going to be art installations. Uh, like I said, we'll have musical performances. We'll have folk art. We'll have flowers. Um, and like I said, and of course, we'll have tons of tequila, <laughs> tons of mezcal. So it's a, it's a big old tasting. There'll be a lot of cocktails as well. Um, but it, it's my baby. It's one of the first things we started, man. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. And it's just, it's more than just, and don't get me wrong, I love tequila and tacos, but it's more than just your simple tequila taco event. Um, and that was one of our goals early on was just to not to be, here's another gringo tequila <laughs> party. You know what I mean? It was very important to me that the culture, the Latino culture was represented really well. So anyone that I asked, and that's why we didn't make money in the beginning. We just filled it with tons of like authentic kind of stuff. Like I said, I just didn't want it to be a, a tequila shot taco kind of party. Cool. Yeah. So, how, so if people want tickets for that, where, where do you find them? Arteagave.com. All right. You can go to our, the, the, the main site, or you can go to the Bowery Collective site as well. Okay. And it'll pop up. So it'll, it'll link you right to, but we have our own Arteagave website as well. So arteagave.com. Or thebowerycollective.com is a whole list of the events uh, that the team is doing this year. You can go there as well. Yeah. And yeah, if, and if somebody wants to find out about uh, hiring Bowery Collective for uh, events yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can um, you can call me on my cell phone now. Um, <laughs> so here's kind of here's kind of the fun part is you know I started with Woodford about a year and a half ago, and I've been able to take a step back from the Bowery Collective. Um, my wife has been amazing partner. She's my creative, um, my events manager who was here at this event today, Vanna. Um, I've got an on ground person, my, my guy who's the bartender with Jose. I've been able to take a step back from the Bowery Collective, concentrate on the Woodford stuff. And then it's actually helped, um, because I was just doing everything myself. It was like, Hey, marketing company. It's me, Walter. <laughs> like sales company. Here's me, Walter, like event manager. It's me, Walter. Yeah, right. Um, so I've been able to put like a team of people in, in play and it was a little scary because you've, you know you put a team of people in play um, you have to pay them so but it's actually helped because my wife's smarter than I am you know what I mean she's more creative than I am my events manager Vanna she she does events better than I do my guy Jose he's he's stronger and and, and he's you know what I mean like so the the people that have have let me take a step back they're they're now in play. So if you want to, well, hire, you can only grow so big with that's five years. That's it, and that's the you. thing. It's, it's, it's like if you. I'm going to commit, then let me get a team of people and, yeah. and let them do what they do. So right. yeah, just just go to BoweryCollective.com. You can shoot us a message. All of our emails are on there. You can email me, my wife, um, you know, our events manager Vanna. If you're a brand and you're looking for 
any sort of experiential event. That could be anything from like pre-batching cocktails to a product launch across the United States. Um, we're your team. Uh, and then on the other side, check out all of our larger scale events, Arte Gave, Whiskey Washback, the Cocktail Crush, which is happening in August, which is a summertime cocktail-focused event. It's at, that's at the Bowery Hotel as well. So our three main events, Arte Gave, Whiskey Washback, and the uh, Cocktail Crush is at the Bowery Hotel. So they're kind enough to let us do our big festivals. And then we have a, a summertime rooftop series, which will be all over. We did things at the park, the Jane Hotel, Mamara Park Avenue Hotel last year. So we just take over random outdoor spaces and, and, and create events. So so cool. Yeah. It, it's yeah. just worth it, It's worth going just to see the Bowery Hotel if you've never been. It's such a cool space, that, that event space. Is it is beautiful. Yeah, the old, the, the old wood and the exposed brick. Oh, uh, so it's, cool. It's a great venue. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, thanks, man. This has been a pleasure. Of course, oh, and, oh, what about if people want to get in on um, Beyond the Bar? Yeah, so we have, um, well, one, we have a Facebook group, but it's kind of a closed Facebook group right now. Um, I don't know if I can give out my email address or whatever, but it's, it's literally like something that I'm just kind of doing on my own through Woodford Reserve. So if it's, I don't know, the best way to share, share information, um, if we can link this somewhere um, or... Yeah, well, we'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, yeah. if anybody wants information... You hit me up on Instagram. I'm trying to get my Instagram going. I'm 42 years old and I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to get my social rocking and rolling. So it's Walt Easterbrook. Find me on Instagram follow me and uh shoot me a direct message i think that i think that's the best way to go man hit me hit me up on the insta and dm me and uh let me know what you're up to i want to know the side hustles i want to know what's going on you know you're trying to open a bar you're trying to create a vlog you're trying to do events yeah um let me help you out and it's like if it's not me directly i'm gonna put you right in front of the right person i think that's what it is it's just getting getting you in front of that right person that's going to answer the questions that you need. So, yeah, hit me up on Insta. Cool, dude. Awesome, yeah. man. That was great. <laughs> really cool. That was a really educational event and a great chat with Walter. I met some listeners of the show there. That was really cool. I always love meeting you guys. Stand by for our toast. We do a toast every week at the very end of the show. We want to thank the Bowery Collective again for sponsoring the show. If you're in the New York area, definitely check out their events like Arte Agave on Friday, June 29th, uh, 2018 at the Bowery Hotel. Go to Bowery Collective and click on the events tab to see all the events. Walter throws the coolest events at parties during uh, Bar Institute recently. There were tons of events at night after the conference. And uh, I just remember the Bowery Collective's Woodford Reserve event was just so classy and fun and well-executed. As it says on the Bowery Collective's website, we create meaningful experiences. And I can attest to that because uh, that was a really memorable event. If you need help organizing cool events, get in touch with Walter. There's a contact button on BoweryCollective.com. All right, here's our toast. Make every day a masterpiece. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast. This is your Red Top Bartender, and I'm proud to tell you that Red Top Beer is now in a brand new crystal clear bottle. Buy it. Mmm, it tastes wonderful.